What are you having to drink tonight? Hmm. Think about trying me some uh, Sunday Fields. Ooh. Yeah. Sun- Sunday Fields. What happens on Sunday in the fields? Oh, it's like we're getting drunk. <laughs> Sunday Fields by Dogfish. Dogfish. Mm. It says it's a uh, laid-back beer mosa. <laughs> Sour brood. Not bad. I like it. Man. I've got a history with dogfish. <laughs> you have to experience it. <laughs> Demons are always portrayed with such power, aren't they? <laughs> not in Doom, they're not. Like, oh, God. no. <laughs> Yeah, and dude, they're a little bit pri- primal, aren't they? It's like they try to like get you scared, and like before they can even do anything, they're like, <laughs> you just start fucking doom fisting them. Oh, seriously, like really doom fisting them. Like, so, so Doom is a first-person shooter yeah. game that uh, is is pretty intense. Yeah, it kind of spans back into video game history, but there was a recent version released that probably gives you the best vision of what <laughs> Doom is supposed to be. And literally, the game is <laughs> you're a space marine, sort of. I don't. Re- he's he, or he's or like, a, like a, a, <laughs> a demigod space marine. <laughs> From hell, of course, and he's and it's his sole purpose, his sole existence to fight the demons. Yeah, so he awakens and fights the demons, and the whole game is you blasting everything into just ultra violent, just stabbing things straight to the head while heavy metal music's playing. Yeah, mixed with (laughs) a demonic opera sound. Yeah. So yeah, and it's a super cool game. It's super fun. It is. It's actually pretty fun. I think the original when the original came out like ni- the nineties. Yeah, it was something like that. Yeah, and uh, yeah. it was it kind of like to my understanding, it kind of personified what a first person shooter was. Really? Yeah. So, anyways, I, earlier today I was reminiscing back to one of the great epics from our childhood, mm-hmm. and uh, I want I want to take you back and see if you remember this. Do you remember something called the Woodland Creatures? No. You're kidding me. Do you remember the Mighty Mace? Uh, it's coming back to you? Oh, I do. Okay. Mm, a legendary so let me, weapon. Let me, let me sort of recap the, his, the history for you, okay? Mm-hmm. So when we lived, this is when we lived in town, uh, in uh, Spalding Avenue, and beside our house, there was like this old, sh- like, rundown shed, and there was like all this shrubbage that was yeah. like between our house and our neighbor's house. It was like, I don't even know, I don't even know, like, what it was, almost like these mess of trees and vines mm. and just shrubs, I mean, it was just like, you couldn't see through it at all. I'm assuming it was grown there for privacy, like to cut mm-hmm. off the, the yards or whatever, but anyway, so we, we figured out that you could kind of get inside the shrubbage and there was almost like it was kind of like this dome inside of there It was almost like these open areas that mm-hmm. were kind of hidden inside this massive entanglement you know and trees and stuff and yeah. we started going in there and like carving up pathways and stuff and building almost kind of like our own little city and we called that <laughs> yeah and we called That's it right we called it the woodland creatures like that was where the woodland creatures <laughs> lived and we treated it like it was like a, a mystical wood a sanctuary so so <laughs> so here so here, the story continues so way on the other side of our property way back in our field there mm. used to be this gigantic tree i mean this thing was massive it was old it was huge, mm-hmm. and one night it just like fell over, like the wind blew it over, and it like literally pulled the roots up out of the ground, laid it over. Yeah, and we would go back there and play on this big tree, 
and we treated it almost like it was kind of its own little fortress or whatever, like a little kingdom. Yeah, like a and cliff. like somebody could, you know, from the Highlander you, movie. I, you know, you would sit on the um, the the roots or whatever, kind of like a throne or whatever. It's kind of like a little castle. <laughs> so the the, the it tree, really was. So, hey, so Chris, like, so Chris, hold up, hold up. J- just before you go any further, yeah. like it literally was to to visualize this. It was a tree that had fallen over. Mm-hmm. And kind of had like some side shrubbage coming off on the right side of yeah. it. And it fell down on the, its left. Mm-hmm. And literally the way it fell is you could climb on top of the tree and it was this flat level surface. Mm-hmm. Almost like a giant runway yeah. kind of thing. Because the trunk was that wide. Yeah. And then at the very edge where the roots had came up, mm-hmm. it created, there was this strange like vine-like yeah. Uh, throne. Yeah, you could kind of sit in it. It was like so a throne. Like, it was so really it bizarre. became like, you know, that was like... The, the people of the trees or whatever like were there that was yeah. kind of like a and <laughs> so we used to have this these battles in between in the field that was in between the tree the fallen down tree and the the uh, woodland creatures area yeah. that we carved out the territories and um and we also had this thing that people would go into where the we had the woodland creatures and they would have to <laughs> find their swords remember this yeah they had to go find their they were weapon like sacred weapons battles before you could join a battle, you had to go and find <laughs> your weapon. And it was basically just like sticks. We would just somebody go yeah. and find a stick they like and say, I have chosen this. You know, and they would give it some name like Quick Thunder. Quick Thunder. Or Black Flame. And uh, and, and then that would become your weapon and you'd, you'd take it to battle yeah. with you. Like so, it was bounty. Yeah. So you had, at one point, you found this really massive stick that was in there. It was really big and it was really heavy. <laughs> And it was a huge tree was, branch. What was really weird is what it resembled a lot. It, you know, for anybody that's familiar with Soul Calibur, yeah, the game. So Soul Calibur is a video game, like a fighting game. It's a fighting and game. You have like these kind of these interesting, cool characters that fight each other, versus mm-hmm. each other in it. And there's this one character in it. He's <laughs> yeah. called Nightmare, right? I'm saying that right. Nightmare. Nightmare. Yeah. And he's like this big, <laughs> giant-like, right. scary-looking <laughs> night guy, and he has a big. Like, it's like a sword, but it's yeah. almost, it has like a big eyeball. It's almost like a living sword, right. but it has this very unusual shape. Oh, yeah, shape it's kind of gross, it. yeah. You know, you have to look it up. Just look up So Calibur. So Calibur Nightmare. Nightmare. Yeah. And you'll see what we're talking about. But a very unusual looking sword. And this mm-hmm. stick that you found actually resembled the shape of that sword very much It did. So. It looked so like it. Was, it. So it, was it, really had the, it had like the arch on the end of it and everything. Yeah, so it was really cool <laughs> because not only was it this really big stick, you know, that you had found, but it was... You know, it looked like something from a video game, so it was really cool. <laughs> but on top of that, every time we Man, go, every time we go into battle, we w- what you could do to win the battle is you could verse uh-huh. one another, you could challenge one another, and say like a one on one and fight with your swords to see who would win. Mm. But every time anybody would verse you, you you named the the stick the mighty mace. You remember mm-hmm. that? You called it the Mighty Mace. Correct. I don't, I don't know why he called it a mace. It was supposed to be a sword, but that's what you called it. He called it the Mighty Mace. Because it was the name <laughs> it was the name that was seared into my head. It was just when you found when it I in the woods. Das greatness <laughs> in biblical and it's terms. Like, it's like it coming down das, from the tree. Das greatness. Like the vines are lowering it from the tree. Yeah. And it just presents itself to you. It was to given like, to me, Chris. This is the one. <laughs> it was bestowed upon me, Chris. Cool it was nine. sacred. Cool nine. But anyway, so, but anytime anybody would verse you with the Mighty Maze, you would end up like 
they, you'd win because you'd break their stick. You'd always end up breaking their sword. That or was whatever. my technique. Yeah. <laughs> and it was just like, I mean, honestly, it was just because you just, ever, nobody could find a stick bigger than yours. Yeah, so it was just always going to break. But, you know, to us, it was just I like. I couldn't even swing that like hard. Nobody could, it just was so heavy. You know, but to us, it was like, oh, nobody bring him down. And he's, you're just running across the field, just breaking sticks, kicking people down. Uh, Somebody stop him. Nobody can stand him. So, oh anyways, so basically, every time we would go to the war nobody could beat you at it right yeah. so finally one day a buddy of mine came over we actually it was two buddies of mine came over so i think mm-hmm. there was four of us me yeah. you and, and two of my buddies yes yeah and uh we decided to go out and play you know woodland creatures <laughs> <laughs> yeah and uh he had never i think i remember this and, and this particular buddy of mine had never uh-huh. played it before so yeah. he was kind of like well yeah i just kind of see how y'all play or whatever so at one point we we decide we're going to have one of these battles out in the field and like everybody's having their battle or whatever and he's like he's like well, how do you guys decide who's going to win? And we said, well, we had, you know, you have to challenge somebody from the other team in a one on one. Last man standing. And he's like, oh, okay, well, I want to, you know, he's like, I want to join in on the battle. And we said, well, you have to have a weapon first. He said, okay, well, just give me one. And we're like, no. And we point to the shrubbage, and we're like, you must go into the woods. And he's like, why? And I'm like, there you will find, the weapon will find you. So he goes into these woods, and we wait. And I don't know, it must have been two hours, maybe three days, I don't know. Yeah. He had no food, no water. So we sat meditating it was on the a battlefield. Pilgrimage. I mean it was to the shrine. I don't know how long he was in there. But we sat meditating on the battlefield, waiting for him to return and eventually he emerged. Mm-hmm. And he had this on the mist, on the mist. He had this nice things. you know, petite stick, you know, mm-hmm. but it was a good shape. It had so a good um, you know, he, he had a good handle on it, and, and he's like, I present to you the Green Destiny. And we're like, this is your weapon. And he said, yes, I found it. So we're like, okay, the battle can commence. So we're all fighting and having fun, and then we're finally like, all right, it's time to decide who's going to win. So we say, on one side, who's challenging? And you step up. And you were like, and we're like, of course, you know, here's Alex. And he's like, I'll challenge with the mighty mace. And we're like, none of us are willing to do it anymore. No. We're, we're tired. We're tired of losing our freaking sticks no, and having you, to go into it. You simply said, who will challenge? Yeah. I replied, accepted. I cometh. <laughs> Send I. I am, I am I, involved in this battle by default. So, anyways, you step forward from one side, and like yeah. none of us are willing to. He's like, I'm freaking tired of losing sticks. I'm tired of having to find a new sword. Something. He's like, I'll do it. And we're just like, No. We're like, No, me lord. But he does it. He stands up. So you guys start to fight, and then at some point, he just manages to strike the mighty mace just right. And I just oh. see this shard fly off of it. This piece of wood. The first time I'd ever seen a piece. Of the mighty mace break like that and it was like i knew you were stunned by it because you were just like what the heck yeah and you immediately stopped right there and then he stopped and then we were like all stunned because we're like it's the first time anybody's ever stopped the mighty mace he is the chosen one and then it was like every battle after that the mace kept getting more and more damaged i remember at one point you had curse. to like you had to like duct tape it together like it started fall started deteriorating mm-hmm. all because of that one challenge against the green destiny no. And once that chip happened, that was that was the beginning of the end for the Mighty Mace. And eventually you had to retire it. You just had to hang it up in the old shed and never could bring it back out again. No. Retire it down. If it's if it's still not intact 
completely. Yeah. Like if someone were to kind of go dig through that area and dig up small slivers that resembled the shape of it, yeah. those are fragments of the mighty mace. What if this, like, it's buried somewhere that it's not supposed to be uncovered and somebody digs it up? Mm. Well, you the, know, some. Well, some, the curse will befall them as well then. They'll be like, man, this is a kind of weird looking stick, and they grab. <laughs> John, John, are you okay? And he just turns around and just like Highlander cuts his friend's head off and just starts running. I haven't thought about that in forever. Yeah, woodland creatures. I forgot all about that, man. And it was nothing of that sort. It was more of like the mighty great sword, you know? Yeah. That's kind of what it should have been probably. But it just didn't sound as good as the mighty mace. Yeah, it was really more like a broadsword, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a little bit... More like a club, if anything. Like a big, giant, freaking troll club. It did. Oh, it was brutal. What a weapon. <laughs> so so weird, too, that we would just like... Powers were infused like, into we, that thing. Just our imagination to think up. Like, we really did believe these sticks we were picking up yeah. out of this shrubbage was like we had found this amazing mystical weapon a new that world. nobody else had seen. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's crazy, man. I think that relates to a deep imagination. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm saying. We had really big imaginations. I know that uh-huh. for sure. Yeah, I remember seeing I played kind of like the bad guy. <laughs> kind of. I wasn't really like, I was kind of like the guy who, who was just kind of a bully and nobody really liked, but they kind of just put up with them. But but it was sometimes people who hadn't challenged me yet would fight each other. They It would, it would be a fair match. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. With both weapons resembling very similarities. Let them train. And they would fight each other, and I would see how they would have these victories. They would break the other person's newly chosen weapon, and they had to go back to seek their next destined weapon. Mm-hmm. But how they had collected this pride, the battles that mm-hmm. they had they had won with that weapon. Yeah. Put and a I would look, I would sit there atop the cliff and watch <laughs> Atop the tree, atop the, atop tree, the roots, knowing that the true power lied within the mighty mace. Let them fight, <laughs> and no one could best it. Oh, oh. So yeah, and once they had gained some victories with this, these beautiful weapons, these weapons that <laughs> they were they had grown attached to, yeah, these weapons that, that had battle scars with them, and then I would challenge them, yeah, and then break, <laughs> and then break their spirit. <laughs> It was it was it was destined to happen because that's how the story goes, right? Then finally one day that challenger comes and he changes the world. Mm-hmm. And he wins. Yeah. He defeats it. Even though it's one of those kind of movie endings where you don't really know who really won. It was one of those things where y- you know now that good has finally bested yeah. evil. And the evil will fade. Changes everything. It does. But mm-hmm. it was cool. We inhabited these roles. And we played them. And, and yeah, it was it was another world. It was, that was that, that's crazy. That's really crazy. I could just imagine our neighbors looking at us being like, <laughs> all these kids just out here with these sticks. <laughs> You're just out here just like swinging around this big giant club of a stick, bashing other kids. That one's that one's looking shady at the other one and they're and just passing like, him they're a bag of rocks. Like, they're just probably sitting here like, what in the Darlene? Yeah. The neighbor's kids are at it again. Got them Somebody daggone sticks out there again. <laughs> Going at it. 
probably was a, a, a very strange us, thing to see. You know, that's what they see. And, of course, to us, we were just, like, on this bloody battlefield. Right. With the, yeah, Never the, give the up, mist man. filled battlefield, yeah. With the, with the wind blowing heavily yeah. in the cold Nordic afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> Chris. <laughs> oh, that's crazy. The next Elder Scrolls, we just... Yeah. <laughs> there you go, Todd Howard. <laughs> Remember that show, Cat Dog? Yeah. Cat Dog, Cat Dog. Yes. So, I, I heard a story the other day mm. <clears throat> about a guy that I used to work with. And in the story, and I, I didn't know this at the time I worked with him, but um, apparently this guy had, one day, he had shat on himself. <laughs> oh, man. And... Um, <laughs> So, oh, dude, that's fucking so that's fucking awful. On. So hold on. So, mm-hmm. um, he had gone to the to the restroom, you know, to clean himself, mm-hmm. and apparently, <clears throat> like in the building, yeah, I mean at work, he was he was at work. So he went to like the restroom, you know, he went to the bathroom at work, and uh, fuck, I would probably just leave. So apparently, <laughs> so there was so apparently the the HR manager at the time that was working at this place uh-huh. was in a, was in one of the stalls. What? And this guy, no. and he was on just using, you know, he was in there, he's the bathroom, and this this other guy that shit on himself comes into the stall beside him, <laughs> and this oh, no. uh, the guy that gets in this the isn't stall, a good combo, right? So the guy shit himself, I guess like. He takes his underwear off and then, like, slings him up over top the, like, kind of like, like he's hanging him up on top of the uh, stall, the top of the stall. So when he slings his underwear up there, he actually slings no some of his fecal no, matter Chris, no. over onto I don't believe the that. HR manager in the I don't believe other that. stall. That is a that is a true confirmed story. So, so what were the repercussions of his action? Well, uh, needless to say that that the HR manager apparently started cussing and and just losing his mind. I mean, I, I mean, I would do. Like, who the hell does something like that? It doesn't Man. think about it, you know. Man, that's a hard one to come back from. Slinging shit on the HR manager. Wow, that's about as raw as it gets, right wow. there. Isn't it? Really, really, really made your point. Really made your point, buddy. <laughs> I wonder what it would be like to be an HR manager. I bet it's awful. Man, I cannot I mean, imagine. I don't know. I say that because I don't like people very much. <laughs> so if you're going to be in HR, you really kind of need to be a people person. I mean, you know, I mean, realistically, right? Yeah, that's, yeah. That's your human resource. Like, you need uh-huh. to be able to interact with humans. And I and deliver and bad I do, news well, and, right? And I cannot interact with humans, and I do not like interacting with humans. <laughs> so I would not make a good HR manager. <laughs> I'd make a better like creepy janitor, <laughs> like like that just like sits in the hallway, just glaring at everybody, just <laughs> sweeping in one spot, and everybody's like, "Man, nobody like they don't know what thinking." Everybody thinks I'm like some runaway serial killer or something because I just don't want to mess with anybody. That's old man Hamilton over there. But I'm really like a cool guy, you know. Yeah, you have like and, one and of your they, eyes floats. They find you know? out. No, they find out. You know, I go home and I make <laughs> podcasts with my brother and <laughs> review board games. And they're like, oh, you know, you know, Chris is kind of an all right old man. You know, <laughs> just, just never made him, never had a, have Good any golly. friends. <laughs> I don't reckon I get along with people too well. I reckon I get along with you all right. <laughs> Story of friendship. <laughs> I don't know what I would be. 
I don't know what I would really represent. What if you were like what? Would you <laughs> would you like to be in HR? I would no. No, I wouldn't either. <laughs> I would be the creepy janitor's yes. brother that works with them. <laughs> but they just show like one guy sitting there staring at him, like sleeping in one spot, and then just kind of stepping two steps out in front of him, like the next guy step looking in the same direction, sleeping in the same spot, and they're just both looking in the same direction. <laughs> the O'Poyles. <laughs> Man, don't go near those guys, man. I heard they got bodies in their, their closets, their room closets. <laughs> Directed by John Carpenter. You know, it's funny because My you brother's can... keeper. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to tell you, there's something wrong with those guys. Dude, they're just janitors, bro. Dun, dun. <laughs> he tried to warn them. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> no. Not the broomstick. A man with no remorse. Ah, dun, dun, dun. It just shows him just like like some guys like slipped and falling down the hallway and the guy's just coming at him with a buffer <laughs> real slow. No, no. And he just shows him kind of slowly trying to go over him with the with the buffer floor buffer. <laughs> You'll have to tell yourself. It's only a movie. Oh, my God. Uh, Drink more Windex. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God, Chris. No, please. Uh, (laughs) That's funny, man. Not Darlene Sloppy Joe. No, that is is hysterical. I need to start writing these down. That's so funny. The the Hamilton Horror Anthology. (laughs) Neighborhood featuring Neighborhood Watch. With a special, with a double feature. (laughs) My brother's keeper. (laughs) Followed by the neighborhood watch. (laughs) I thought I told you. 9 a.m. on Tuesdays, pick up your garbage. It's now 9.30 a.m. and your garbage can is still sitting on the front porch. I want you to understand the rules here. Uh, man, he's he's a really good actor, though. Christopher Walken? Yeah, he's a really good actor. I think so. I think he's got a really unique sound to his voice, but I, I really do think he's a pretty good actor. Yeah, I yeah. agree. He has some more serious roles that I think mm-hmm. he does really well in. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of, well, how do we come up with this shit, Al? No, it's because it's because we we had the same imaginations. So as you describe these things to me, <laughs> you can picture it. I just I picture exactly what you're talking about, and I'm like, that's some funny hey, shit. But do you wonder if people hear it and they understand what we're describing, or do they just probably like not? Like, they're just we like, man, those guys are like, like I'm the best. Shit. I got the fucking the fucking <laughs> shit, fucking fucking shit, fuck. <laughs> oh, Chris. <laughs> No, what if you start looking back at your recordings and you just found out that's all it was? Just like, <laughs> man, I tell you about that Family Guy episode where I think it was Family Guy, and they had <laughs> you'll you'll like it because you like Joe Rogan, yeah. And uh, there was like this clip they showed, and it was like some I guess it was some person talking to God in heaven, <laughs> and they hear this like little bell or they hear this little noise. And, and it's like a sound for somebody who's coming up to heaven or whatever. <laughs> okay. And the girl's like, you know, she's like talking to God. And she's like, who is that? And he's like, oh. he's like, oh, it's just, 
it's just uh, it's just Joe Rogan on one of his DMT trips, <laughs> and it literally shows Joe Rogan float up through heaven, and he blabbles on, <laughs> and he just kind of like floats back down, and, this, and then the the person's just like, oh, that's weird, oh, that's brilliant. Is that not brilliant? It's just, it's just Joe Rogan on another one of his DMT trips. <laughs> <laughs> he just floats back down. I don't know, man. That it's it's weird. It's it's weird. Yeah. I'm an, I'm an admirer of someone who can who can try stuff like that. So D, so mm. DMT is dimethyltryptamine. Is it natural? Does it occur yes, naturally? It is naturally occurring. Is it like a root? Um, I don't. Well, where does my, it come from? I mean, it's under, like a well, like to my, uh, well, to my understanding, it's um, it's kind of like in everything. It's in it's plant based, and and the human beings actually have it. We have it in yeah. in us. Okay. We have the chemical in us. But but here's the weird part: they don't they don't know why we have the chemical. Like like nobody really understands. They don't why know it's what the there. purpose is for it. Yeah. So so just a quick anatomy lesson: the pineal gland is where the dimethyltryptamine is. And what's interesting about the pineal gland it's, is it's known for looking somewhat like an eye. Yeah, it's actually people consider it like the third eye, or they've called right, it that the third, before. Exactly. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> and the Egyptians talked about the having the mind's eye. You remember mm. that? Yeah. So, and and some people think that maybe that symbolizes them having the ability to experience these things. I don't know. Or being able to unlock that chemical. Yeah, so that you somehow. Can actually, instead of, you know, because right, the only way now, you have to actually ingest the, the TM, DMT to experience or have the... Mm-hmm. Well, I think you can the smoke chemical, it. Right? Yeah, I think you can smoke. smoke it somehow. I'm not sure. So, but maybe at one time, people could figure out how to... To, kind of to do it naturally, release their own, mm. you know, experience, and that was sort of their way of insight. And so, I don't know, man, it'd be kind of crazy. Yeah, it reminds he me. He talks about it a lot, and it's really cool. It's really interesting. It, it, it reminds me. There's a there's like a movie mm. about. It's like an '80s horror movie mm-hmm. about these guys. They build this device that like it stimulates your pineal gland, mm-hmm. and what they actually do, they actually are able to see like things that are sort of on the same dimension as us, like little creatures that are sort of existing on the same uh-huh. dimension. So in this film, it's almost like you can, they're accessing abilities to be able to connect to this other, like, dimensions and worlds Beyond. and stuff. Kind of like you could see into these <clears throat> other things and stuff. Of course, yeah. it turns into kind of a nightmare because these creatures are seeing, start actually trying to kill them and things like that. But it's interesting, though. Mm-hmm. Third eye. It goes into that death of the ego thing. Mm. Supposedly life changing. Are you born with an ego? Or you develop it. Mm, I would say you develop it. No, I take that back. I think you're born with an ego. How so? <clears throat> well, I mean, because in infanthood, you're you're pretty much taken care of on all spectrums mm-hmm. of everything, all the basic needs. You're, you're pretty much moved around, mm-hmm. and nothing is expected of you. And then as you grow, you become so used to having everything done for them that they, they kind of expect that, and you have to kind of conditionize. You tone it down a little bit because they're growing, and they mm-hmm. need to and they need to try things, and they need to be curious. And so through... Through that, I believe the ego starts to starts stops being fed, and they have is to that, learn. Is they, that why they start having like tantrums and stuff? Is yeah, fighting through that. Yeah, because yeah, because they're being told that they can't 
have or do something that they want to do right then and there, whereas everything prior to that event had been that way. So yeah, I think I think what happens is is, is during your developmental phases, <clears throat> your ego is is brought down to an acceptable level where you have self confidence and your abilities and your skills and yourself. Sometimes it's down lower than that, and that's for people who don't experience that as much. They don't experience a lot of self confidence and and happiness sometimes, or. <laughs> You cannot have your ego tamed and be full <laughs> and be <laughs> arrogant and, yeah. and foolish and yeah. and selfish. You know, it, it it all varies and it all varies on di- very different can, spectrums. I wonder and if levels. you can just unlearn your like if you can make your like get rid of your own ego, like deprogram it. I mean, I don't know. Can you? Is it possible for you to get rid of your own ego? Mm. I mean, even if you believed you were getting rid getting rid of it. Would you be possibly just just I don't know like I don't know how you do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a that, that's kind of a tricky one. The ego, it kind of sounds like one of those invisible things mm-hmm. that you that everybody seems to know that you have. Yeah, <laughs> but you can't really physically prove it exists. Kind of like ghosts. Yeah, most people accept some form of an afterlife. Yeah, but you can't really prove that ghosts are real. You can have videos, and you can have because you can't supposedly capture it. You know. Well, it's like you'd almost have to like capture a ghost and mm-hmm. then say, "Hey, come look at this ghost, everybody! Come study this right, ghost." Right. Like, and how? Not how do you? I don't even know if you can do. Can you do that? I, we, we have we don't, like Ghostbusters. Don't do we exist. have the technology? Right? We can't just suck them into the little box and dump them in the. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's crazy. I mean, maybe there's just some things we're just not supposed to know, mm-hmm. or it's not something we're supposed to be bothering with. Yeah, you know, can you question too much? You know, is is wanting to know everything. I don't know. I don't know. Ignorance is bliss, right? Well, that's what they say. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know that I want to be ignorant. Yeah. I think it just stands for. But sometimes for I question. I'm like, small world. I'm like, but how much do I really want to know? You know what I'm saying? Right. Like right. you think you want to know everything, and then you're like, do I really want to know everything? Or maybe yeah. I just want it to play out. And just figure. Just think and that just I'm learn just, as just I go. think that I'm. I figured it out, and life's good, and. I don't know, man. It's weird. What drives you? Weird. Mm. Curiosity. Mm-hmm. Curiosity. Either it's provoked or it's hindered, right? Mm. Curiosity is probably how people started fucking figuring out what drugs were. <laughs> Some bored fucking apes are crawling around, <laughs> eating on berries and mushrooms and shit. And just, <laughs> at some point, they were just like sitting there and they were like looking at each other. They're just like, they're just like, they know, like, they Ooh. know something's happening, but they don't know, they don't know how, they don't know how weird it's about to get, though. <laughs> Yeah, you know, just laying there on the grass, you know, UFOs coming down, <laughs> demigods coming from the sky talking to them, you know, the <laughs> earth is just on fire and all the animals are floating into the sky and it's just <laughs> insanity, man. I mean, I mean, no, seriously, like you think about, if you think about psychedelics, okay, yeah. what do you think about like psychedelics that aren't like, you know, man-made, mm-hmm. um, Mushrooms. Yeah, like, man, like, what was it like for the first human? Because, you know, I, I wonder if it's like if you gave your dog mushrooms. You know, <laughs> it's probably going to mess them up, right? Yeah. But, like, does your dog have a trip like you have a trip? Does he go up and, like, right. see some... You know, so you go up and talk to talk to the four armed <laughs> god and and have this this inner self reflection, or does he just, just like black out? And I don't like I don't know. Like it's weird because do human beings are we able to have those experiences because our brains evolve the way they have, mm-hmm. and so when we 
when those reactions are happening or whatever. So we would have we more, see we these these very unique images. All right, we have these very unique images that maybe only our minds could perceive or come up with. Right? Yeah. Things that maybe animal. I don't know how animals. You know what I'm saying? Like we're talking. Like earlier, we were talking about imagination, right? Uh-huh. Things that we can just somehow think up on our own. We our minds can create these images mm-hmm. in our head. It's interesting. Like, you know, maybe we are the only animal that can have the experiences we are having, or yeah. people are like doing that. I don't know. I agree. I don't know. We um we kind of coin ourselves king of the earth. I don't think that's always fair. But why? It's like just because we we evolved. Mm-hmm. Differently than the other animals. If I was the king. The king. <laughs> There's only one king. Yeah. <laughs> I am king. <laughs> Hercules oh, drinks tales from, from the courtyard. <laughs> oh, man. King, I as your chronicler <laughs> will tell of your story. <laughs> as the king stood on the mountain top. Looking onward upon a troubled oh. brow. <laughs> Kingly James. Yep. A good Christian name right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kingly James. Good grief. Oh, hey, you man. remember when he ran his car into to a, to a wall? <laughs> yes. Oh, my gosh. Yes, I remember that. <laughs> I oh, my gosh. It. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, what the heck was that? Oh, man. <laughs> Oh, I didn't mean to. <laughs> he was just getting out to reconstruct the wall real quick. <laughs> yeah, we just walked outside and he was just trying to piece together yeah. some bricks. <laughs> and, like stack them back up like he was going to oh, try to man. hope they hold. And we are like, well, what you doing, buddy? And his car just all like smoking and dinning yeah. up. Uh, uh, nothing. Yeah, I was, uh, I was yeah we, were, the... we were downtown one night. Mm-hmm. And um, we'd all parked outside of a building, and at the end of the night, when he was when he was gonna, when we were leaving, I don't I don't know how it happened, or maybe I think he left a little bit earlier than us. But all it was was he walked out the door. We had hung out. We had a real good time. All of a sudden, we heard a loud, and we were like, "Oh shit!" It was loud. It was loud. So we ran to the door and we came out, and there it was, the car. He had ran the car into this this railing thing. Yeah, and like. <laughs> It had put the imprint of the railing in, in the very tip of his hood. Yeah, yeah. And it was like it was curved. like his V. It's like his V going into his car. Yeah. God, it was a mess. Yeah, but man, he just didn't, he didn't seem bothered by it. It was just, I mean, he seemed a little freaked out because he was like, "I just hope it runs." As long as it runs. Yeah, what a good dude, man. <laughs> what a good guy. When he was the crown of Aquilonia upon a troubled brow. Love Conan. So, anyways, so when I was in middle school, I used to go to this guy I was good friends with. He used to go over to his house. Me and a couple of buddies would go over there. We would sometimes stay the night on the weekend. He had a really big farm out behind his house. And so what we liked to do is when we were staying the night over there, we, we'd like to go out when it was dark out and just kind of go out and have fun playing around in the fields and stuff, uh-huh. running around and going yeah. to the barn, things like yeah, that. Yeah, just goofing off. Yeah, so I remember one night we were out there playing and we were acting like we were hunting like monsters. 
monsters or something, you know, uh-huh. hunting demons or something outside. And we kept hearing this noise over behind the barn. So we were kind of like, okay, we'll go out here and check it out. So as we get closer, there's four of us. Mm-hmm. As we get closer to me and, and another guy, we were like, I'm not going over there. We kept hearing this noise. Like, man, I'll be an animal or something over there. <laughs> these other two guys are like, we're going to still go check it out. We're going to go check it out. So they, oh, go, on no around, way. they go on around the barn. And I, a few like a few seconds go by. And all of a sudden I hear them yell, run, run. <laughs> and I hear this, I hear this like a big growl oh, no. or something. So I take off running. And I mean... I'm running as fast as I can with all my might. And, you know, wow. a guy was standing beside me. He's keeping up with me pretty good. Mm-hmm. One of the guys that had gone with my buddy around the barn starts catching up to us. The whole time, <laughs> our buddy's being left behind, and he's, like, struggling to keep up. And he's like, guys, don't he's leave the straggler. Me. And I remember. He's the sacrifice. And I, and I, I, I feel so awful. I literally looked over at the buddy beside me, and I said, leave him. <laughs> He'll slow it down. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. I literally bit, said, I said, don't, I, I said something, I didn't, not all of a sudden, I don't know if I said he slow it down, <laughs> I did say something like leave him or something like right, that. Right. I don't know, man. I felt bad. We got back in the house and we literally went in and shut the door and locked it on him. Oh, he was no. Still out there. Chris, come on, I, man. I, I'm telling you this because I, feel aw- because I feel awful about it, but it's kind of funny. All of a sudden, the door unlocks and here, here he, he comes stepping in with his dad behind him laughing. Oh. His dad's laughing and says that he was the he saw us out there playing and he snuck out and hit around the barn oh, and he was the one who scared him and was no chasing him. No way. And he was like, Well, I guess you know who your true friends are. <laughs> Let's just say the rest of the night was very awkward being at his house. He oh, just sat there very man. quiet the rest of the night looking at the TV and we're all like, Dang, man. You really showed our true colors. Leave him. Oh my god, man. Dude, what what a cool guy right there. That's funny. Yeah. He went out there. He's he he goofed off with you guys. Yeah, That's cool. Yeah. So, do you remember Beast Wars? Yes, it's called Beast Wars. Yeah. It was like a. It was the toys too. Yeah, they made toys, uh-huh. and they and it has like a it was like a show, right? A cartoon show. Well, yeah, it was like a show, wasn't it? Yeah. Beast yeah, there Wars. was. I think there was a show of it. I remember like a kid that. Show. I, had, I had some of the. I had a Beast Wars. It was like a big red dragon, and it was like you had the dragon, and it would turn to robot or the guy or whatever. Mm-hmm. Underneath of it uh, was the dragon, the bad guy. I don't, I, I'm assume so. I don't know. Yeah. I don't really remember from the show. I remember there was like a gorilla, and he was kind of like the main good guy that led like the good guys. I can't uh-huh. remember his name was. It was kind of. I remember it kind of being kind of a cool show. Yeah. <clears throat> what's What's the name of the? Is okay. it, it's the gorilla, right? He's the gorilla. The gorilla, the main I'm guy. Trying to hang on characters. Optimus Primal right. instead of Optimus Prime. That's cool. So is, I can't remember it. So is it an off branch of Transformers? Or is it supposed? It to, is. is. That's it, what it says. Yeah. So is it supposed to be like? Is it supposed to be the Transformers, or? It's a beast version of the Transformers. I got you. Because even. The bad guy's name is Megatron. Yeah, I like Beast Wars. It's pretty neat. Beast Wars. And then there was also, there was a book series called Animorphs. You remember that? And it was like the kids, mm-hmm. they could turn into different animals. They could like morph. Oh, yeah. They could like morph into other animals. Animorphs. Skinwalkers, right? Uh, we're really kind of, <laughs> if yeah. you think about it. But I, I feel like I remember the books, they might have gotten their powers from like an alien or so, like an alien force or something like that. So skinwalkers, right? Like, I mean, yeah, I guess technically maybe that's kind of what it is. I mean, skinwalkers and animorphs. Hmm. You ever heard of that Skinwalker Ranch? No, I have. Hell, I've seen like a couple of documentaries on it. It seems like an interesting place, but to me, 
everything kind of stands out as bullshit except one thing, and that's the cattle mutilations. Mm. If you've never, so if you don't know what cattle mutilations are, well, I mean, it's pretty much what it is what it sounds like. Yeah. So farmers will mysteriously find their livestock chopped up. They'll randomly yeah, find it out in these usually, fields. But it's usually like um, very odd ways of mutilation, like almost like surgically well, done. Yes, right? correct, correct. But it'll be just like a random cow in the middle of the field. Right? Yeah, that's been surgically cut apart. And it's it's at this point, it seems like it's real. I mean, I'm, to my understanding, mm-hmm. it's pretty real. It just nobody can explain it. Nobody has any idea what makes it happen. I think movies always kind of make fun of it, but there really is some kind of weird stuff behind yeah. it. Yeah. Cattle mutilations. Like maybe aliens are just <laughs> experimenting on animals. I don't know. Yeah. Makes you wonder though if they do that with people. They like dissect people and leave them. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, one of the theories. Or maybe it's uh, some kind of weird military crap. One or of the something. weird theories, yeah. One of the weird theories is, um, you know, to stay grounded without bringing aliens into it. It's it's like a military kind of thing where they have a chopper and they're like quickly hoisting these things up and and dissecting them for whatever reasons, then dropping them right off. Hmm. Which to me sounds kind of strange because uh, I just somebody like, wouldn't notice a giant well, helicopter. Like, or... Well, I'm just thinking like if if they're the government, they can't just have cattle brought to some facility so they can go do dissect right, them. Right, right. There's want. just not a lot of grounds behind it. So outside of that, it gets then it gets really weird. Right. Then you're just like, okay, so what, what's left? No. Either there's just some weird doctor mad. <laughs> Surgeon running around, <laughs> waiting in the dead of night. Ooh, he has gone to sleep, and then we're going to like, like cow tipping, but he's out here just like picking out a cow to mutilate in the middle uh, of the night. He's he's slicing but and I, dicing. But I feel like, but I feel like too, in a lot of the locations though, there's like they'll find the cow, but there won't be like a mess. There won't be like guts or blood yeah. or splat or anything. So that's like, another think, strange fact. Of, well, I'm sorry, like, another strange report it, about it is if that it was literally a person doing it. There's there not be a blood. Mess. There would be evidence that right. there was like stuff was hat. You know, there would be stuff. Because like they'll find them like empty, they'll be like their organs will be removed or their blood yeah. will be completely drained, and mm-hmm. you know it's just, yeah, very bizarre. I don't know, mm-hmm. it creeps me out a little bit. It creeps me out because I see like like I said before, it makes you think like, what if it was people? Well, like that started turning up like that, you know? Yeah, poor cows. All they want to do is just eat grass and shit. And you gotta go out here and have some parallel universe monster mutilating them. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, there you go, Chris. What? Cattle Mutilations, the movie. Oh, my gosh. Produced by Bloomhouse. <laughs> Try to tell you there's something out there in my fields. <laughs> oh, no. And I'm going to find it. <laughs> and I'm going to fucking kill it. <laughs> Punk. Oh, that's perfect. That's perfect, man. And he would fit the role so well. Just some grizzled farmer trying yeah. to figure out what's happening to his cattle. For digging he's up these really dark pissed secrets, off. you know. But, like, he's not phased by it. He's just uncovering it as he goes because he just wants them to stop fucking with his livestock. You think this is the first time I've killed someone? <laughs> you have no idea what I've done. <laughs> what I'm prepared to do for my cattle. <laughs> Oh, he's seen some things. Signs. Three. Oh, my God. Mel Gibson as the son. (laughs) (laughs) It's like a prequel. It's like when he was a boy and his father had the same experience, close to the same experience he did. (laughs) I'm trying to tell you, boy. When they come, just shoot them. Just shoot them real good. (laughs) 
Chris, are you about finished with that? I think so. All right, man. Well, it's a good time to get out of here then. All right, until next time, brother. Stay true, stay real, and stay righteous.